Welcome back to WWE's Tough Enough. Oh, wait, that's a different show. I mean, we heard some wrestling promos from Ryan Day. We saw a grudge match in the trenches. It did feel a lot like they were ramped. James Laurinaitis was on the sideline. It felt like Ohio State 17, Notre Dame 14 was worked up in the professional wrestling ring, but it was not. Obviously, we were at Notre Dame Stadium. A tough lunch pill victory for Ohio State. Walking off the field, I ran into Jack Sawyer. And he said, again? again, and he said, that is the best offensive line they've ever played against, in his, that he's ever played against in his life, and that it was the most physical game he's ever been a part of. And if you're on the field watching it, I guarantee you it's true. Like, I haven't seen guys walking out of the Ohio State locker room as gimpy, as, as just yeah. overall banged up as they looked coming out of this one. Notre Dame started to lean on the Buckeyes a little bit in that second quarter. And I mentioned it in our company Slack channel. I was like, God, that, I don't like the way that looks. And then they realized they could do it. Marcus Freeman, to his credit, changed the philosophy and they took the ball kind of out of Sam Hartman's hands and let the offensive line and the running backs do the job. They got the lead. Kyle McCord has huge balls, <laughs> period. Uh, the kid made big throw after big throw in this game you know, loses a touchdown that Emeka Abuka should have caught at the end of the first half that maybe would have made the statistics feel a little bit better. But uh, if there was anybody doubting that Kyle McCord is the right guy to lead this football team, I hope that that is officially wiped away after this absolutely incredible game. I've watched Ohio State football for 40, 40 years or so. I can't recall a game like this in my life. It was the best bad game I've ever seen. Uh, and I don't really, I don't know that it feels good. Like, I don't know that anyone's gonna walk out of this feeling good. I think you're gonna take a huge exhale and realize that sometimes in the special seasons, you have to have something like this happen. And no one wants it, but Ohio State came to Notre Dame, a top 10, a legitimate top 10 team in the country. You know, we're in the middle of the third quarter and Marvin Harrison, is down on the field and you're like, oh my God, here we go again. He has to be carried off the field, limps to the tent and emerges and goes back in the game. And then you're like, whew, maybe this doesn't have to be a, a catastrophe. Of last year. You know, we've seen Ohio State in the last handful of years, like so many times that big time player in their biggest game somehow gets hurt and is against out Notre Dame. against Notre Dame last year. Nick Bosa, at, at, you know, in Dallas against TCU, like you've seen these moments uh, and kudos to Mar for toughing it out. He did not look particularly nimble uh, after the game. He did not look particularly nimble when he went back on the field, but he came in, caught a, a pass, and just his presence is enough to, you know, yeah. draw some attention. There's a lot of things to say about this game. I'm still sort of processing it because I've never seen a game like that in my life as a, an Ohio State watcher, um, <laughs> where Ohio State wins on the last play of the game. And it was not like it was the easiest one yard touchdown run of all time either. <laughs> It was more difficult than it needed to be yeah. because there were, I believe, 10 people on the field. It's, it, but it's a testament to, to what Marcus Freeman's building here. I think it's so funny because all week long, Ryan Day talked about letting it rip, being aggressive, wanting to come out here and throw haymakers. And then Lou Holtz opened his mouth. And I, like, I think Ryan Day let uh, that get into his head in I a way that wasn't his original plan and decided, you know what, screw you, we're going to do this the tough way. Do you think that he's got a Marty McFly problem? I'm not sure what that means because I've only <laughs> seen like Back to the Future once in my life, probably. Okay, I'll explain it to you later. But I don't. I, I think that he decided that he wanted to punch Biff in the face. And uh, Biff was hitting back. 
So kudos to the Buckeyes for. So Marty's problem is that when he's called chicken, uh -huh. he always has to respond. It's real how tough he is. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think that is a. I think that is part of Ryan Day's DNA. Like yeah. he he gets very upset when people think that he is not a competitive person or that he doesn't instill toughness in his team. Like, I, I know that Buckeyes fans are going to look at this game and say, oh, the Buckeyes got pushed around a little bit. And maybe they did, but Comcord out past Sam Hartman today. The Buckeyes still ran for 170-some yards. I mean, it, the Buckeyes were tough, too. This was just two tough teams. Yeah, it was, it was um, an odd game, but it was a hell of a game. And these are snap judgments. They are brought to you by Byers Auto tonight from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, it, it, as you said, Berm, it's like the game is raw. We, it, it is, I don't know why Notre Dame. Why that guy would do that, I just don't know. Insists on just treating the media in such a bizarre fashion here, but we will we'll keep going. We're going to take a break and let, let it get an advertisement on, and we're going to find some more light and start over. We're back. Um, and the Notre Dame media people are, have joined us for a, a conversation here. Thank, thank you very thank much you for, for all your accommodations. Notre Dame, you've been great. I'm turning off the lights, and it's about uh, 40 minutes after the game, so that's cool. Um, you know, we're talking about this game in a way that I think people... I don't know how people are going to take this game, and that's, I think, the hard part. Like, what is the proper response to how do, how do you come out of this one feeling? Do you feel good? Do you feel bigger concerns? Because the Notre Dame offensive line and the running game was able to do what it did against Ohio State, knowing that Michigan, Penn State, um, Wisconsin, all these other schools are kind of come down the line and see that as a, as a blueprint for how do you take away. I mean, the Buckeyes finished with, what, 55 plays or something, but I think they had, I mean, they had... That blueprint's out there. Yeah, you know, they had one play in the third quarter until a minute to go in the third quarter because it was a 75-yard touchdown run or 60-yard touchdown run or however many touchdown runs it was by Trey Henderson. <laughs> who looked unbelievably fast on that play when Marv gets hurt. But, um, like, what do you make of how people should feel about this? I think the tendency for any Ohio State game, which I think is probably why Ryan Day is so irritated, is to look at the negatives. And I remember thinking about that way and the way that I covered this team after Penn State last year, and I thought, well, why am I doing that? Yeah. The point is ultimately to win the game, and I know that – you always want to look ahead. Well, how does this match up uh, in a playoff game? What does it mean for the game? Uh, can you win a national championship this way? Can you win the Big Ten this way? I mean, that's not the way that a season works. You made yeah. this point early on. Like, if you go to the end, and if you get, if think about 2002, like, style points ultimately don't win yeah. you anything. And so I think Ohio State was pushed to the brink are there things that they will correct on both lines? Are there things that, with the rush defense, that could have been tighter throughout the game? You know, are they thrilled about some of the passes that they gave up to the tight end? Uh, short yardage stuff that we've been talking about over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, no, they're not. But 17-14 and 4-0 and is going to trump that. And I, I think that Ohio State's not just like... We dodged a bullet. Gosh, we're, we're a mess. Like they were legitimately celebrating that win, and they should. As a top ten team on the road, they could have beat them more decisively than they did. But uh, would they move? Uh, the polls don't don't matter. Like if that moved them up to number one in the country, cool. That doesn't change anything. Like they won the game, and that is. And if you look at college football in in as a whole this season. I don't know if there's any great teams out there. So if you have to win this game today this way, that's okay. And it's not going to be pretty. They don't all have to be pretty. I think about a year ago, 
when Ohio State entered its off week at 6-0, and playing absolutely incredible football, lights out, both sides of the ball, blowing people out. And then they came back from their off week and looked like a totally different team. I, I think that there's reasons to be optimistic about where this team is going because a win like this, as I said earlier, sometimes you need it. You need that one thing to happen to go, wow, we were pushed to the brink and we didn't fold. And that is a different type of toughness that maybe people think Ohio State doesn't have. You know, you talk about the defensive line. They weren't very um, impactful on the edges all game. Okay, Michael Hall, Tyler Williams, those guys played a good game. Um, somewhat. And Notre Dame did a nice job moving them out and creating running lanes in the third quarter, fourth quarter. But when it came down to the end, JT Tuomalawa made back-to-back huge plays. When it came down, Jack Sawyer was making an impact early in the game and getting you know the, the fourth down play on the fourth and one. That's Jack Sawyer beating uh, Blake Fisher and getting to the Sam Hartman and forcing him to, to roll out and, and, and lose that opportunity. So like they made plays. There, there are things to build on. But if you're looking at this game from a big picture perspective, like you shouldn't be anything but thrilled that Ohio State just won this game because <laughs> they could have easily lost. I mean, so, you know, they could have easily won by 15 or 17, but they could have also easily lost. You, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. It's, it's definitely one of the weirder games I can remember. Okay, you talked about Kyle McCord. Obviously, the, the drive and the two-minute drill is where the attention goes. The quarterback makes that happen. Uh, Ryan Day told some interesting stories about how uh, in the buildup to today it was one of the last things that they talked about. They went through their two-minute tip sheet, what they liked, what Notre Dame did and didn't do in some other two-minute drills that they all, so much thought had gone into that. They executed when it mattered most, especially on third and fourth down, uh, and then to put the game away. A third and 19 throw was absolutely crazy. Uh, yes, um, that's your back against the wall. You're not going to find a tougher situation than that. And then you have seven seconds and two plays from down on the one. They try a throw, uh, doesn't really come off, and then chip train them after the timeout. I mean, I really liked his potential linebacker, and now he's in the game. They took Trey out. They sent Chip in there. Like you could tell, he want that that was the the power short yards back they wanted in the game to win it, and he did. He got into the end zone. The knees were up. He was he broke the plane. That was a touchdown. They reviewed it and confirmed it. Uh, that wasn't uh, uh, anything clear or in, indecisive or inconclusive about it. That was a touchdown. That was a game winner. This was a guy who moved moved last November to help Ohio State out and fill the depth and, and wound up playing a big role in the game. And he was knocking the rust off, and now you can see someone who's really important to Ohio State and not just because of a game-winning touchdown. No, he's one of those guys who's emerged as a leader. As a transfer from Arizona State a year ago, he, everyone loves Chip Trainum. And it's clear that everyone trusts Chip Trainum as well, which is the most important thing because he's in the game when it matters. Uh, I, I'm just thinking about, you know, Travion Henderson, I thought, played a pretty good game. I don't think that it's something you can knock. I mean, you know, he does what he does. Sometimes he runs to into people. Sometimes he, um, you know, he, he actually, ironically, I mean, not ironically, unfortunately, the third down and 10 play, or second down and 10, with the Buckeye second to last drive, he's a shoestring away from scoring on that play. Yeah, he was. And, and if he could just keep his feet there, it's it's a game-winning touchdown at that point. So you, you know, I thought the biggest takeaway there is I said it again in our Slack at halftime. Ryan Day has been the master of calling the fourth down play on third down, and then the third down play on fourth down, and he got it right in the last drive of the game because the third down play was the ball to Marv. There's three seconds to go. Obviously, Notre Dame at that point is thinking there's no way they're going to run the ball. 
and then they do like if you do it the other way around i think it's you know so kudos to for ryan day for making that adjustment obviously this is a team that has some issues when it comes to short yardage today like first drive of the game moving the ball you get a penalty kills the drive second drive of the second half after you score the touchdown on the first play of the second half you're driving you hit a huge play for a first down on the third and nine and it gets called back because josh fryer jumps on a pile and and commits an incredibly stupid personal foul that very changed the game changed the entire tenor of the game um and so you know, you have these moments. You get the intentional grounding, which is stupid. That's a terrible call in that situation. I can't understand why you make that decision. Marvin Harrison is out there. He's under pressure. The ball's over the line of scrimmage. I don't, I don't know how you call it. it in, me, in my opinion, like if you're going to call that and you don't call it immediately, then it you shouldn't, shouldn't have to talk about it. Like if you, if it's, if it's intentional grounding and you know it's intentional grounding, then why do you need to sit there for 45 seconds and get coached up on it? Like it's a terrible, terrible rule. Great job by Marcus Freeman getting that. Yeah, terrible rule, but whatever. Um, generally speaking, I think like Ohio State shot itself in the foot all game long. It did. And dropped a touchdown. Dropped a touchdown to Bayamaka Abuka. You have another, you know, you stopped a fourth and goal, um, you know, at the one yard line. Like they just shot themselves in the foot and it opened the door for a very game Notre Dame team. But at the end of the day, the most talented players won the game. And Kyle McCord is a more talented quarterback than Sam Hartman. It's Sam Hartman. Um, what did I say? Sam Hubbard, which Sam Hubbard? they're both true. That's true, but I, I'm also just thinking about that Bengals game on Monday night. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, the big plays that I wrote down in my notebook that I wanted to talk about on that, like uh, there are like a hundred in this game. Like, you just I didn't know which one was ultimately going to tip the scales, and to me, I thought which one was going to be the one that the dam broke. And I thought we'd be talking a lot about Travion's touchdown run, and Marvin Harrison's injury, all happening at the same time, and the wild swings of emotion. Uh, Again, you, you already alluded to Marvin. He, he was pretty gingerly walking on that, did come back in. He needs these two weeks off. He needs two weeks for it. He, he was taped up. Once the adrenaline's gone, that thing is going to swell and hurt. Um, you know, you'd, you'd have to watch that if they played next week, but Ohio State does not. They have the week off to get ready for Maryland. Um, that's important, but it didn't. that didn't wind up being it. That I thought it was going to be Sonny Styles with and Lathan Ransom with the huge stop on fourth and short, and then the pressure's late, and then, you know, Cade Stover's, you know, crazy reception and like bef- I think that was the same drive as Fryer's penalty. Like all these things, you're thinking, man, they add up. They're cool. They're, like they're unique. They're things that you haven't seen. Yeah, before. that was a third and five play. That like, <laughs> and it was like, and then they just went, <laughs> and like they're going to be overshadowed by everything that happened late. And I, and I think that that's worth the reminder because there were a lot, a lot, a lot of good things in this game, and that's sort of where my attention is going for now. You know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Happy days. You know, we'll. <laughs> today's the happy day. We've Those will be the yeah, Saturdays because we we're going to look at the things that look at this game from a more like, you know, critical eye. But I don't. I know people are going to look at this and go seventeen, fourteen missed opportunities, red zone issues, short yardage issues, everything's broken, everything. But like, we'll get there. Yeah. You know, we got time to to have that conversation. To get out of here with a win in this environment, great job by Notre Dame and their fans. Like, awesome experience. So, honestly, Buckeyes fans showed up too. It was a good crowd. I'd say 25 to 30% Ohio State. Like, the, there was an OHIO chant going around the stadium before kickoff, which was awesome. Um, it, it's, you know, this is what big time college football is about. And you have two. Well, for the players and the fans, but not for the media. Uh, what's, what, what do you mean? Because it sucks. Oh, yeah. Well, this has been a, you know, bleep show as far as like, 
handling the media, but that's cool, whatever. Um, It's, this is why players come to Ohio State, this is why players go to Notre Dame, like this is a legitimate week four top 10 fight that is going to set the tone for the rest of your season. And I'm, I'm almost more interested to see how Notre Dame bounces back because like you lose a game like this and you are having your heart ripped out of your body. Um, not just to, you know, to lose it, but you were convinced you had it won. You're three seconds away. Multiple times. It's third and 19 on the 22 yard line with 17 seconds to go. And Kyle McCord throws an absolute dart that, I mean, if Emeka falls backwards into the end zone there, like it's probably the biggest moment of Kyle McCord's life. <laughs> and yet, and still, it, it still ends up needing three more plays to get in the end zone. Um, but again, it, it's uh, like, let yourselves enjoy the win and then the next couple days there's going to be a lot of talk about the things that went wrong ohio state is definitely enjoying themselves i can promise you that uh, as they head back from south bend a 17 14 winner over notre dame they're kicking us out of here so we will wrap up snap judgments that are brought to you uh, by buyers auto Uh, appreciate you following along with all of our coverage here we're excited to be back in ohio and we'll break down more stuff on again sunday and monday and all that there's time for it but uh, we will Put a bow on Ohio State 1714 from Indiana. Thanks again. He's Burn. I'm Austin. We'll talk to you later.